Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quacks Podcast. So, uh, I have some really great interviews and other shows coming up for you. Uh, the next episode is going to be about lucid dreaming with Robert Wagner. Uh, I have it all recorded. It's ready to go. And it was superb. Uh, really interesting stuff, lucid dreaming. But I wanted to put out a quick episode on ivermectin. Uh, it's been in the news recently with all the horse dewormer talk. And I thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to get out some information on this stuff while it's still on people's mind. So the elephant in the room is, does ivermectin help with COVID? Uh, I'm not here to answer that question. I don't know for sure. There are conflicting studies. You know, I'll just be straightforward with you. There's some saying that ivermectin does nothing and others saying that ivermectin will uh, significantly shorten the length of sickness, uh, lessen symptoms, or, you know, you can take it maybe preventatively and you won't get sick much at all. Uh, there's evidence on both sides. Now, the studies against ivermectin are all pretty much the same. Uh, they just say it doesn't work. The studies for ivermectin, they're a bit more interesting. Uh, there was a study showing that African countries which used ivermectin had much less mortality from COVID than those which did not use it. Uh, the Indian government, they have some studies as well. They believe um, that ivermectin may be effective. Uh, they've been handing it out like candy, I guess. Uh, it seems to be having a positive effect. Let's see here. Uh, well, just anyway, the bottom line is whether it helps or not is unproven, uh, but there are promising studies and anecdotal data that it could. And what I want to clear up in this episode is first, how risky is it to take ivermectin? Uh, because how risky something is will tell you whether to try it based on shaky evidence like what we have here. You know, if something isn't that risky and there's some anecdotal data pointing that it might be effective, then hey, let's give it a shot. You know, let's let's try it. It's not that risky. If something's really risky, you know, you want maybe some really solid evidence that it's going to do good for you before you try it. Now, second, that's the first thing I want to cover. Second thing is if you do decide to take it, how to best do that. So ivermectin was discovered in the late 1970s and became available for use in animals in the early 1980s. Uh, it was discovered in soil organisms found in Japan, and its original use was against parasitic worms. Now, the way this works is ivermectin binds and activates chloride channels. Uh, this is one of its cellular actions. Certain organisms, they depend on those chloride channels, and their disruption kills those organisms. Humans are not one of these creatures. So when we take ivermectin, it does very little to our cells, but any parasite or other organism living within us uh, that are dependent on those chloride channels, well, they get the, the crap kicked out of them. They die. Uh, that's how ivermectin works. So how is it used? Well, it's used as an anti-parasite all over Africa, India, uh, and other places in the world that have problems with parasites. Hundreds of millions of people excuse me, hundreds of millions of people get uh, a yearly dose of ivermectin to ward off things like roundworm uh, and river blindness. I think those are the two big top ones that, that they use it for. Um, but, you know, all other kinds of worms and, and deadly parasitical infections. So these are not like little small, like athlete's foot kind of thing. These, these, these have an impact. Uh, it's also used on head lice, uh, bed bugs, topically for rosacea. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know about the topical use for rosacea, and it turns out that Donald Trump actually uses it for that reason, which is kind of kind of funny. Um, 
if you have a dog and you give them a heartworm pill every year, that has ivermectin in it. Basically, any kind of internal parasite that you can think of, ivermectin probably works on it. Uh, ticks, flukes, tapeworms, scabies, you name it. Now, the question is, how safe is it? There's a lot of antibiotics and other drugs, you know, that they're similar. They'll kill whatever you want to kill, but, you know, taking them might melt you on the inside, right? So, Luckily, ivermectin has now been out and has been being used for around four decades, which is good. Uh, it's a good amount of time to get both the official side effects and start hearing the rumors about maybe any unofficial side effects, which is kind of like the whole statin story. Uh, you know, with statins, uh, word on the street was that they caused dementia, and you only really know that because people have been taking statins now for decades. Uh, those, that was not the original, uh, on, the, on the original side effect list. So the official side effects of ivermectin are uh, possible skin rash, itching, fever, joint or muscle soreness, rapid heartbeat, and painful lymph nodes. Less commonly, uh, headache, swelling of the face and hands, diarrhea, uh, dizziness, lightheadedness, and sleepiness. Um, plus, it also seems like the side effects depend on the type of parasite being targeted. So there are specific side effects for river blindness, uh, probably because the dying parasite releases toxins or, you know, something along those lines, which cause those specific side effects. Now, for the non-specific side effects, I looked back in time uh, before COVID for problems that people reported in using ivermectin. And there, there were definitely some. Um, I tried to look before COVID because after COVID, uh, the whole topic becomes very controversial and the info gets skewed to either one side or the other. So all the info I'm reporting here generally comes before COVID. Um, I saw one report that ivermectin caused neuropathy when treating a parasite infection. It was just one report, but uh, you know, there's other parasites, uh, other anti-parasites like artemisinin, which comes from wormwood, that can have similar reactions, although it's, it's much more common with wormwood to have that kind of effect. But, you know, maybe ivermectin could also be in that boat. Uh, but again, that's just one report. Uh, I saw other reports that for topical ivermectin for rosacea, it actually caused flare-ups in the rosacea uh, for a long time before it finally started helping. So maybe the cream is something that has to be used for a while before it finally works. Other than that, uh, I didn't find much. Um, I definitely found people reporting dizziness, stomach upset, diarrhea, tiredness, like all the official side effects. I saw all those, uh, but they did pass rather quickly. And all in all, ivermectin seems very safe. And before COVID, this was the prevailing medical opinion as well. Uh, I mean, I, I read article after article from 2019 and before just praising ivermectin for its safety, its minimal side effects, uh, talking about how well it works. In fact, in 2015, William C. Campbell and Satoshi Omura won a Nobel Prize for their discovery of ivermectin. The word uh, wonder drug, as in, you know, in the same category as penicillin or aspirin discovery, uh, is often thrown around in these pre-2020 articles. Just to give you an idea of, of the respect and the admiration people have for this ivermectin. Now, the one thing I could think of which may make me hesitant to take ivermectin, uh, was the whole theory that you may harbor parasites, but these parasites give you some type of benefit. Uh, years ago, there was some research done around hookworms and how they may actually help asthma and allergies and autoimmune diseases by modulating the immune system. Um, I was interested in it at the time from like a type 1 diabetes angle, 
So there's something to be said for not messing with your body's biome. And, you know, that's always a concern when you take antibiotics, for sure. So maybe it applies in a lesser sense here to antiparasiticals. But all in all, other than that one concern, ivermectin seems fairly low risk. Uh, and if you do get side effects, they do seem to pass within a few days normally. Now, full disclosure, uh, I have tried ivermectin at this point a couple times now. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that. But I didn't react much at all to it. Uh, I'm very sensitive to supplements and drugs, and I can tell exactly how something is affecting me normally, uh, which, side note, I think is part of why I'm, I'm good at this podcast and good at reviewing supplements, uh, but ivermectin barely did anything to me. Uh, the first time I took it, I think I got a bit tired and my teeth got sensitive for some reason, um, but I actually wondered at the time after I took it, am I taking real ivermectin? Uh, because I didn't notice anything. I thought maybe maybe I got counterfeit stuff. Um, the second time I took it, I got a couple welts on my leg that were kind of like this itchy rash that lasted for a few days. But other than that, it really didn't have much effect on me at all. So I'm not recommending or endorsing ivermectin here. I'm not a doctor. But if I were to take ivermectin for COVID... I would probably follow the protocol published in the International Journal of Infectious Disease in February of 2021. Uh, the study is titled, A Five-Day Course of Ivermectin for the Treatment of COVID-19 May Reduce the Duration of Illness. Now, in this uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, they looked at 72 hospitalized patients uh, who some they gave 12 milligrams of ivermectin to each day for five days. And they found that those who received this five-day ivermectin protocol were sick for 9.7 days on average versus 12.7 days in the placebo group. So ivermectin seemed to lower the disease length by about three days. Now, this is obviously a very small study, uh, which is why this whole topic is still controversial, but there are other small studies suggesting the same thing. Uh, there's a great meta-analysis of about 15 of these COVID studies that I will link in the show notes if you really want to dig deep. Uh, their conclusion stated that ivermectin had potential to drastically lower the mortality of COVID, uh, but I know, you know, there are also studies showing ivermectin does diddly squat. Um, so yeah, we're definitely in a gray area there, uh, but it does look promising. Now, as far as the dosage, that one study used 12 milligrams per day for five days, but the other studies used wildly different protocols, uh, like six milligrams every 84 hours for two weeks, or 36 milligrams spaced over 24 hours, and then that's it, so almost packed all into one, one day. Uh, there's another one that used 14 milligrams daily for three days, so I just picked the 12 milligrams for five days, but there does seem to be a lot of flexibility there. And if I were taking uh, ivermectin every day for COVID and I wanted to stop after two days, or maybe I wanted to continue with it on for seven days, it doesn't seem like it would be that big a deal. Uh, but again, not a doctor. Um, uh, the preventative dose is 12 milligrams per week. Uh, there does seem to be flexibility on that as well. Um, the African countries, which used ivermectin and had better mortality against COVID, were giving ivermectin out once per year. <laughs> so a lot, of, uh, a lot of differences in dosage. So after hearing all this, if you want to take it, there are a couple ways outside of getting a prescription 
that you can get it. Uh, I didn't really look into how to get it through normal channels like a doctor, but I know there are systems out there and, and doctors who will prescribe it, uh, telehealth and telemedicine and all that. So uh, you can go for that if you know how to do it. And that would probably probably make a lot, a lot of people more comfortable with its use. But outside of that, outside of that whole system, <laughs> the first way that you could get it is to order it from India from alldaychemist.com. Uh, you can get six or 12 milligram pills in generic form. Uh, so yes, it is a prescription made by, you know, a pharmaceutical company. Um, they will cost you about two bucks each, two bucks per pill uh, or so, and then probably shipping on top of that. Um, I bought the 12 milligram pills because of the study I mentioned above. Uh, and this was the first form that I tried. And it, it's why I was wondering whether, you know, earlier when I said I was wondering whether it was the real deal or not, like I was thinking, you know, maybe India's sending me some some counterfeit ivermectin. But no, it was it was real. Turns out it was real. I verified that with myself and someone else who took it also verified it to me that it did something for them. So uh, the one downside is it does take between a month and a month and a half to make its way through customs and get to you. So it's definitely not a good place to get it if you need it right now. Uh, that might be the next option might be better for that. Uh, but just in general, All Day Chemist is a really sweet site. If you've never used it before, uh, they have most everything that you can order prescription wise, other than narcotics. Uh, like I said, it does take a little while to get to you, but definitely check it out if, if you're interested. All right. Uh, the second way is the dreaded horse dewormer method. <laughs> Man, the media, they have just tried its best to scare as many people as they can with this method. Uh, I read an article about a week ago or so that, uh, that this the gunshot victims, that's right, and gunshot victims in Ohio were waiting for rooms that were taken by people who had poisoned themselves with, with horse ivermectin. <laughs> Uh, I think the article was debunked within, I want to say 18 hours. Someone just called the hospital and they were like, uh, yeah, no one here. This is the middle of Ohio, like no gunshot victims or horse dewormer people. <laughs> no, nothing's happening here. But somehow that story got nation, like nationwide distribution and it was all over the place. So <laughs> I don't know. God help us, right? Anyway, uh, what you will hear is that the ivermectin dosage for a horse is way more than a dose for a human. And humans are taking the horse dose and poisoning themselves. Well, this is not quite accurate. First off, the ivermectin in the horse paste is exactly the same as the ivermectin you get from prescription. Uh, there's not some special, specific animal ivermectin. It's all the same stuff. The dosage for both humans and horses is 91 micrograms per pound. So if you do the math, you know, say someone is 150 pounds uh, times 91 micrograms, that would be 13,650 micrograms. There are 1,000 micrograms in one milligram. So, you know, move the decimal place over three times and you get 13.65 milligrams for a 150 pound person, which is, you know, real close to that 12 milligram amount from the study. Horses weigh a lot more than humans, you know, they weigh 1,000 pounds or whatever. So obviously they get a lot more ivermectin paste in a dosage. So as long as you don't take the whole tube and you just take the amount for, you know, 150 pounds, you, you should be fine. Now, if you choose to go this route, uh, you can get the horse paste off Amazon. It takes a few days to a week to come. So uh, much more applicable to a situation where someone needs it sooner rather than later. Although I will say, you know, in the studies that show ivermectin working, the sooner it is used, the better it works. So waiting a week after you get, iver, uh, after you get COVID, 
for the ivermectin to come or whatever, it may not be the best plan. Uh, it may be good to have it before you get COVID. Um, when you do get it, there are little notches on the plunger and a plastic ring that you can move up and down the notches to select the amount of weight for it to put out. Now, in my uh, contribution to Quack's science, I, I got some of this paste from Amazon and I tried it. Yes, I, I, took, I took the horse dewormer. Um, I moved the ring down the notches. I squirted out the first little bit to kind of prime the plunger. Then I selected 150 pounds. I, I uh, pushed the paste out and ate it down. Tasted a little like apples. <laughs> uh, and I reacted to it pretty much the same way as the generic stuff in pill form. Um, so anyway, that's the main squeeze on ivermectin. Uh, I hope that it is clear. And whether you take ivermectin or not, I hope you, that you know how to do it safely and with knowledge at this point. Um, I will say I am thankful for this whole news cycle about ivermectin because uh, I just didn't know how much, I didn't know much about the drug until it became a thing. Uh, the more I read about it, the more impressed I am with all the different things that it can do. Uh, in addition to its anti-parasite effects, it may also have antiviral and anti-cancer effects. Um, there's a great article from 2016 called Ivermectin Anti-Parasitic Anti-Cancer Wonder Drug. Uh, and it's it's really a great article. It's, it's pretty long, but it's pretty amazing. Um, ivermectin, it may inhibit cancer stem cells. It may help in triple negative breast cancer. It may help in leukemia uh, and ovarian cancer. It's just a lot of different cancers. So if I ever got cancer, I would definitely uh, be taking it. <clears throat> now, the other uh, really interesting thing is... Its discovery in Japanese soil organisms was like a one in a million discovery. Uh, it, it has never been discovered anywhere else on Earth. Um, if they didn't happen to like find it there, if they didn't just happen upon it, it never would have been found. And this might be why it's so effective against all kinds of parasites, because it was it was only in one spot. And parasites from around the world, they've never developed any kind of resistance to it uh, because they haven't been exposed to it. So ivermectin is kind of like a miracle that it, that it, was, that it was even found, um, that it even exists, which is really interesting. Uh, another thought I wanted to throw out there before we end... Um, just because we may not understand the mechanism behind why ivermectin is helping COVID, it doesn't mean that it can't help. You know, there's some scientists saying that, you know, yes, ivermectin is good against COVID in a Petri dish, but these concentrations are not possible to be obtained in the human body. And I thought, well, you know, maybe ivermectin is not helping by going directly against COVID. Maybe it's helping by killing off parasites and other invaders and giving the immune system more bandwidth to deal with COVID. Uh, I found it interesting that some of the places that ivermectin was being reported as working were areas like India and Africa, which tend to have higher parasite infection rates. So perhaps ivermectin is killing the parasites and, you know, the immune system can then focus on COVID. There's, there's no evidence for that, obviously. But, you know, it's just an idea. Um, the whole theme of this show is to focus on the empirical over the theor theoretical. Uh, we, and we don't necessarily need a theoretical framework to know that something can help. And, and I saw online a lot of doctors saying, you know, ivermectin, there's no way it can help because these studies, you know, don't show a mechanism that it can help by. And, and that's just not, that's just not a good way to live. <laughs> now, uh, lastly, as you probably know, um, the White House has issued a vaccine mandate to all businesses that employ over 100 people. Um, I feel very blessed that I work for a small business. Uh, but if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know uh, that I'm totally against any kind of mandate like this. I'm not sure 
how they're going to have this thing stand up in court. I mean, obviously, they're going to try, but I did want to read to you a tweet thread by Carrie Madej, uh, who I had on the show about a year ago, and, uh, you know, I thought she summed up things well. Um, obviously, you know, this is not a religious show, and some of you are not the religious type, uh, but I still thought this was a powerful message nonetheless. So she said, uh, there is no detox from these injections falsely called vaccines. Uh, None of them have been proven safe. All are experimental. Research for yourself. You are worth more than the price of a lab rat. God loves you. Most people are addicted to stuff, in quotation marks, and don't want to part with it, as well as not taking accountability for what happens in their lives. If your rights are being violated, do not comply. Find your tribe. We need to start living together and sharing skills and resources. Mass strikes. If we help one another, we will all be okay. I've walked away from everything I've had more than once as I cannot be bought. Connect with God, our Father, and love Him, yourself, and others with all your heart, mind, and soul. That fearlessness is powerful. So I'll end it there. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week for an interview on lucid dreaming, which I think you're really going to like. Be well.